what's up? This is Old Uncle Silverback here. You're listening to the Arm Day Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 19th of December, 2010. On today's show, I'm going to talk about, and I do, I guess, a little review on a headlamp that I've got. It's a Petzl, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. We also have a uh, some movie stuff from Eric. And, um, you know, on last show, actually, before I get started, talking about that stuff let me go ahead and give the uh, the contact info and we'll get that stuff out of the way if you want to contact me you can uh, leave me a voicemail at 206-339-3266 or you can send me an email at thearmedape at gmail.com again that's all one word thearmedape at gmail.com now if you decide to send me something uh, email wise if you wanted to you could also do a um, an mp3 and mail that into me, and I can just go ahead and drop that into the show. If you have a review on something or questions about something, one of the things that we talked a little bit about and that Eric's review was on was a, a, a Jeep Cherokee, and I talked a little bit about uh, not necessarily stuff for like a bug out vehicle, but just talking about four wheel drive stuff. And uh, over on Facebook, Ken left a comment, our friend Ken, uh, about um, the Toyota FJs which those are really cool. I've always liked those. Um, I've always liked the look of them. I've never owned one. Uh, I don't even think, I'm trying to remember if I've ever even driven in one or ridden in one. I don't think I have, but I've always liked the look of them. Um, they're pretty utilitarian, and uh, but they seem to be a, a real rugged vehicle. And all the research and stuff that I've done uh, on those, uh, everybody kind of raves about them. They used to be that you could get one relatively cheap, you know, kind of in the used market, but um, now you kind of pay a, a little bit higher price for them. Although, you know, with the economy being what it is now, you may be able to find one that's in pretty good shape uh, that you wouldn't have to do a whole lot of work for a pretty good price. And there's a couple of, you know, in my experience, there's a couple of, of uh trade-offs if you if you pay a lot for something then usually you can get something that's that's maybe been worked on or has a lot of the stuff that you'd want to have done already completed on it Um, the downside with that is is you may end up paying a lot of money or i guess i should say may end up paying a higher price because it seems like a lot of the stuff has been done but it may not be exactly what you wanted or the work you know may not be that great um, or it may not be up to the specs that you'd want to be to, to have it uh, to last long term. That's kind of what's a good thing about if you get one that hasn't had a lot of stuff done to it is you can kind of make it into your own thing and make sure that everything is done right. Uh, but of course, then you know you pay less uh, a lesser price, but then you have to do a lot more work. Or if you don't know how to do a lot of that stuff, you end up having to pay somebody to do it. So uh, in the long run, if I if I was going to have to get um, one thing, let's say like one of those types of vehicles, I'd probably buy one that was uh, looks like that the frame was sound and there wasn't a lot of rust on it, and then I would try and upgrade as time went on. And that way, you just know that everything is done right. Also, it's a it's a really good learning experience. There's a lot you can do a lot more stuff than you think, especially when it comes to vehicles. So kind of getting back on the Toyota stuff, I'm kind of on a Toyota kick now. 
the um, the FJ40s are would be more like a Jeep type thing, and then you've got the 45s, which are kind of like uh, you you can have them that are, that look like a kind of like a small a small truck. Um, they also have the FJ um, 45W, which are the wagons, and you can have long beds and short beds and all sorts of things. If if you just type in a search for them, uh, you can do like images for those, and just type in like FJ40 or FJ45. Usually any one of those things uh, and you'll be able to find uh, a few sites there's a site that um, real does a there's really good restorations uh, um, and it has kind of uh, looked at kind of like as, as seen as sort of one of the premier places to get your things done if you have a cruiser and you wanted to take um, take it in there and they also sell stuff too and that's um, TLC restorations and uh, you can go to, uh, let's see, I think it's TLC4x4, uh, so 4x4.com, and you can look up a lot of the different uh, pictures and stuff like that that they have. So, um, uh, again, they, like I said, they do the, um, the, uh, the, the FJ40s as well as the 45s and stuff like that, and you can kind of see that there's, there was um, some of the, the trucks were more like a two-door truck, so more like almost like a crew cab. Um, others of them, like I said, were were it would put you in mind more of like a uh, like a big suburban type looking type thing, uh, and those are some of the big wagons, the uh, FJ forty five Ws. Let's see, but kind of getting back to price, you know, I, uh, the research that I that I did today and just kind of looking around once I kind of get on the kick again, man, they're kind of pricey. Um, you know that seemed like about the average price for one that would that would be something that you would considered uh, a drivable one is around uh, oh, probably seven to eight thousand um, dollars, and that one it would be drivable, but it's, it wouldn't be you know like a full restoration type thing. Once you're looking at restoration stuff, and again, this is what we're talking about where they're they're upgrading everything, they're giving you you know good modern brakes and and uh giving you you know on some models making sure that you got the ac and some of the other stuff um and you're getting you know modern tires and all that other kind of jazz you know you're you're looking anywhere from probably 15 to 25,000 um you know, kind of like i had said i did a reply back to ken on facebook kind of joking i said man if i ever won the lottery I'd get one of those and I'd get a Bronco and I'd get a Scout and I'd get, you know, a whole bunch of a Jeep truck and, you know, I'd have a whole bunch of those things just to drive around with and have fun with. So, um, but they do make, you know, in the last show too, we talked about a little bit uh, about that without rule of law scenarios or, or when the shit hits the fan type scenarios. And these things would make good uh bug out vehicles the the thing with a bug out vehicle of course is you you sort of got to have some place to go uh or a, a separate place set up if you don't life is going to be real rough for you it's going to be hard for you um but that, that may be another show so anyway let's let's go ahead and um let's go ahead and drop in the uh review from eric and then when i come back i'll go ahead and do that uh uh my equipment review on that Petzl headlamp that I got. Hey, Tony, Eric here with uh, thoughts on movies this time for the Arm Date podcast. Not so much a review. 
Have you ever noticed how they seem to release in duos at times? You get two movies that are almost identical or very, very similar themed, and they release about the same time. You know, you had Deep Impact and Armageddon, or Ants and A Bug's Life. The most recent one that I recall was Paul Blart Mall Cop and Observe and Report. And what's funny is how different they can be sometimes. One will make a ton of money. One will be good. One will suck. You know, it's it's really odd to me. For instance, I, I hated Paul Blart Mall Cop, but it made a ton of money. I thought Observe and Report was way, way funnier. Uh, Observe and Report, though, very black comedy, very dark. So just warning you about that. Heck, even Scary Movie. You know, they had Shriek If You Know What I Did last Friday the 13th, the one with Tiffany Amber Thiessen on the cover. Uh, and this one, I swear, I only know because when I started thinking about this trend, I Googled it. I, I'm a straight guy. I never would have noticed these movies, I swear. But uh, <laughs> Chasing Liberty and First Daughter. I guess one star- starred Mandy Moore and the other one starred, uh, I don't know, Tom Cruise's wife, whatever her name is. But uh, but I do remember those posters being out in the mall around the same time. It was kind of interesting. There was The Illusionist and The Prestige, which I affectionately refer to as Wolverine versus Batman. The Truman Show and Ed TV, Saving Private Ryan and The Thin Red Line. Eh, that one might be a bit of a stretch. Mission to Mars and Red Planet. I saw Mission to Mars and, and I actually liked it. Iron Eagle and Top Gun. Top Gun's definitely the better one there. You might even want to go way back to the 80s and say, well, actually, we were just there. The Great Mouse Detective and American Tale. Uh, and I know I'm reaching on that one. There was Volcano and Dante's Peak, Tombstone and Wyatt Earp, Deep Star Six and Leviathan and The Abyss and what was it, The Deep and The Rift and What Lies Been... I don't know. Uh, Alexander and Troy, 1492, Conquest of Paradise and Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, Prefontaine and Without Limits, Lord of the Rings and All Gay Midget Bonanza Volumes 1 through 3. Although in that one, the fiery ring had something to do with eating too many jalapenos. Um, the point is, I don't know why this happens. Why in the world do we get so many movies that are so similar? It, what goes on there? And I'm just kind of wondering if it's not a scam somehow. If they're like, oh, no one's going to go see this one, so we'll make this one. Or if maybe somebody shops a script around... And uh, it, it nothing takes off, you know. And then when they find out that that it gets produced at another movie studio, they go, "Oh, oh, someone else bought it." Well, well, let's do our version then. I'm just kind of curious what's going on there. Thought it would be an interesting discussion, or maybe I'm just wasting time. In any case, uh, pretty comprehensive list there. I'm, I think of similar movies that have released at identical times uh, or simultaneously, and you know, thought you might enjoy it. So, y'all take care. Hey, Eric, thanks for that review, or I guess uh, your thoughts on how it seems like there's a lot of uh, dual stuff in the movie biz. You know, I was recently listening to, uh, and I I forget which episode it was or show it was, it was one of the, um, Kevin Smith does a podcast called Smodcast, and one of the things he was talking about was that he, um, I guess that movie... Oh, what the heck was it called? Um, something Cop, Cop Out, I think it was called Cop Out, and it had Bruce Willis and uh, Tracy Morgan in it. And he was talking about how originally it was going to be um, 
he was maybe set to direct and it was going to be with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. And then there was something to where it was that they couldn't come to an agreement uh, maybe on the salary for those guys or it was something like, uh, and I can't remember 100% what it was, but it was something like maybe they didn't want to work with a certain person or something like that. And so those two guys went out and then kind of shopped it out of, of the idea of, hey, we'd like to do kind of a buddy cop movie. And uh, and then I guess we're able to get their salaries met or whatever they wanted. Uh, and then so that would be one reason maybe why you would have, uh, again, two movies that would be real similar in, in theme or in nature. Uh, but I do think there is something to it that that probably out there, a lot of that stuff gets shopped around. And um, usually with that, though, um, if it's something that the studio wants to do, they'll sign like a, a, an agreement with, with maybe either a director or the or the actors or something like that so uh, but you know obviously uh, sometimes I'm sure people out there think well if we can get to the market first and we have something that's you know just different enough to not be able to um, to get sued over then we can go ahead and put some of that stuff out so anyway if you guys got any thoughts or want to do any reviews or you have any um, uh, comments you want to make uh, please feel free to send those in at thearmedape at gmail.com or you can call it in at 206-339-3266. And again, the reviews can be on anything. It can be on uh, movies. It can be on books. It can be on uh, websites or blogs that you like. Uh, it can be on equipment. Uh, anything like that that you want to do is fair game for the show. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the um, the Petzl headlamp that I got. Okay, so Petzl is spelled P-E-T-Z-L, and the model that I have is called the Tika Plus 2. So what let's do is let's go over some of the uh, specifications of it, and uh, we'll do kind of a rundown now. It's got, I guess what you would call in theory, five modes. It has two, um, two color lights. It's got one that's a red, and then it's got one that's the white light. And then the white light is the one that if if you're doing maximum output and kind of doing the big the bigger spot or the higher spot, is at 50 lumens, um, which is which is pretty bright. Um, and they say according to their literature that it'll last for about 55 hours. If you're going on that second setting on the white, they say it'll go up to. Let me look at that paper here. Uh, It'll go up to, let's see, bup, 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 140 hours. And then there's a flashing mode in the white, and that'll last you 300. If you go into the red where it's a constant on, you get up to um, 100 hours. And then the flashing red light, uh, it says you get up to 750 hours. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that would be, I guess, they've, I'm sure they've probably tested it. Um, uh, and of course, you know, you would use the flashing stuff if you wanted to be seen, if you're using that as a signal. So if you got lost um, and, and you, you wanted to maybe tie it up on a, uh, on a stick or put it up a little bit higher, just use it as a flasher, uh, you could do it that way once you thought people were out looking for you. It also comes with, um, well, it doesn't come with, but it has accessories that you can order, which are just different ways of attaching it to different things. So you could attach it to... Uh, if you were going to do um, probably cave exploring, it's got like a little thing 
that you can click that into and it's also got a um, uh, belt or a jacket clip that you can use and then it's got a different type of uh, elastic headband on there that you can order as well you can also get the spare parts for them so if you were if you broke or the elastic went down uh, you can go ahead and get it mine while it wasn't the most expensive one it, it's it wasn't the cheapest one you could get either it's not a um, uh, like a $15 one that you know you can get at Walmart um, this one I think they're actually made in Bulgaria uh, and then shipped over here um, but I, I've heard a lot of good stuff about the Petzl brand and uh, I thought well I'll go ahead and give it a shot now before we go in and start asking some of our questions about it um, it doesn't have oh one more thing before we before I get off on a different track I couldn't find anything on what the lumens are as far as um, when you're in those other modes the only one that I that they have mentioned on here was the 50 lumens so when you're again when you're when you're using the uh, the maximum light output and they call it maximum uh, economic and then flashing in the white modes and then in the red modes they call it constant red and flashing um, it does it, it does take uh, three AAA batteries, uh, but you know I think if you had an extra set of batteries, I've used mine a bunch and it's still got a ton of life left in them. Um, now um, they let's see what else here. Bop, bop, bop. Eh. You know when I originally had looked at getting one, and I kind of held off for a while because I kind of thought, well, is it really going to make that much of a difference? Is it going to is it going to be that much of an asset for me to lay out the the money? And mine was uh, thirty nine ninety five, so forty bucks basically. Um, and I have to tell you, it was some of the best money that I've spent. Is it makes such a huge difference. Um, not only do you have like the different modes and everything, but it's also adjustable and it's pretty well made. Now, of course, it's it's still plastic and everything, but it seems like it's it's relatively rugged and it should last me for quite a long time. I'm not going to, I'm generally not that hard on that type of equipment. Um, and when I go camping, I always take like a little backup set of batteries. But like I said earlier, um, I've had this out several times and it's really nice to have. What's really nice too is to have that red because the red light, when you use that at night, it doesn't it doesn't spoil your night vision as much as the white light will do. Um, so let's ask those, let's ask our questions. So what was this thing designed to do? Well, it's designed to give you hand-free illumination, and how well does it do that thing? It does it. It's just fantastic. It's very comfortable. The the headband is adjustable. Uh, it does what it's designed to do, uh, so you're, what you're going to get for the money that you pay, I think, is fantastic. Um, I'm, now I'm sure there's other models that are out there that are better. There were other models that were a lot more money that did a few more things that that gave you actually more light output. But what can happen is the reason I got the one that I got was because it seemed to be a real good medium of, of giving me, if I wanted, having a lot of light but still having a, a good amount of uh, battery runtime and still being able to have um, the red light and the flasher and some of the other stuff, which I wanted to have. Uh, number, let's see, so that's one and two. Number three, what are some of the cons of it? Um, right now, I really haven't found 
too many as far as the cons. It's comfortable, it's adjustable. You can adjust the, the light, you know, up or down. Um, maybe con wise would be uh, it, maybe it could be made out of a little bit more rigid material. Uh, I don't know if you'd want metal because then it would maybe be too heavy. So I'm not, for me, I haven't really found any cons with it yet. Um, and I've used it quite a bit. So, uh, number four, what are some modifications that I would like to see made from the company? Again, not too much that I can think of. I, you know, it's, it's a relatively simple thing that you want it to do. You're not asking it to do a whole lot of really complicated stuff. Um, and some, you know, I, I guess you could say, well, maybe what would be nice would be to have maybe an SOS function in there to where it could flash a distress signal. But, you know, if, if you're doing kind of the, the regular signal anyway, uh, as long as it flashes, I think it'd, it'd probably serve that purpose for you if you were trying to be found type thing. Um, what are modifications that I did, uh, if any? Um, and I haven't done any. I don't know that I would necessarily do any anything like that. Um, oh, I guess maybe from the company for the price I paid, it would be nice to have. Let's we'll kind of double back a little bit with, and this could kind of go a little bit maybe with the con and a little bit with what would I like to see the company do. I wish they would give you maybe that belt attachment or the jacket clip attachment with it. I mean, you're paying, you know, I know it's $40, $40 to me is, is a good amount of money. And I think that they could have thrown in that little plastic clip for you. So... Uh, that would be maybe my a little bit of the con and what I'd like to see the company do. But all in all, I mean, hands. I, I would recommend this thing for anybody that's looking to get one. Um, and if you're a little bit on the fence, man, it makes such a huge difference. Um, now, having said that, I, I don't. I haven't had any experience with any of the other ones of the other headlamp type things. Uh, so I don't know. Um, if you know a Walmart brand one would be fine and, and would do it and you could get it for maybe probably uh, you know fifteen twenty dollars or something that you could get there so you could probably get one that would do pretty much the same stuff for about half the price um, for me I, I also like it because it's not like a super huge one it's not like a miner's helmet uh, and it doesn't really weigh anything and that was one of the things that I had thought well is this going to be uncomfortable is it going to kind of dig into my head or is it going to is it kind of going to be kind of weighty up there to where you don't really want to wear it? And I have to say, after you, once you kind of put it on, you sort of forget about it. Um, it doesn't come with, uh, just kind of a little bit more about kind of what it comes with when I got it. It doesn't come with a, um, a storage case or anything. You can get all that stuff, you know, separate, I guess, on, on their accessories thing. You can probably go to their... Excuse me. Go to their website and uh, check that stuff out. So again, I would recommend it, um, and, and not necessarily that you have to get the Petzl brand, but if you're looking at getting one, like I said, I've heard nothing but good stuff about the the company, and that's kind of why I went with them. Um, and I'm I'm very pleased with my particular model that I have. Um, they do come in in um, different colors. Um, I got mine, the one that I have is kind of a gray, and the on and off button on it is orange, and then the headband is kind of gray and orange, and I wanted, I, the reason I got that color specifically 
was because that if I did drop it during the day or something or, or um, you know, like it fell out of the pack or something like that, that I could, because it's orange, I could find it. You know, they, they make camo brand ones and ones that are green and all this other stuff. But I would get one that has some bright colors on it. Um, so if it does happen to fall out or if you're rooting around in the pack and you want to get it out, you know, before it gets too dark. Um, now, another thing, you know, you, you think about, well, you know, it's a lot of money just to spend on basically like a little headlamp uh, for going out and camping and stuff. And I, if you're saying, well, I don't really go out camping all that much, you can, you know, I used it the other day. went up in the attic to get stuff down for putting up the Christmas lights and stuff. Popped that thing on, was able to use it. Um, I used it the other day when I was doing uh, some plumbing repairs. We had a faucet that went south on us. So I was able to use it, and what's really nice is because it's right up on your head. You know, wherever you look, that's where the light goes. So, uh, and then also, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, it, it's adjustable in that you can you can't really adjust the beam, like the focus of the beam. But what you can do is you adjust; it'll click down to where if you were reading a book, you're able to kind of click it down, and the light shines down, kind of like down towards your towards your lap. So if you were looking at a map or reading a book or something like that. So uh, all in all, like I said, I'd highly recommend it. If any of you guys had any experience with this type of stuff, go ahead, uh, call in or email in. If you have recommendations for other ones or ones that you think, hey, you know, this is just as good as one um, and you don't have to spend the, you know, the extra money type stuff. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. As always, I'd like to uh, send a shout out to my boys over at the B-Movie cast, Vince and Nick. Uh, that's Vince uh, Rotolo and Nick Brown who do the uh, the hosting over there. And for those of you guys, if you uh, don't know who they are they uh, and you're a big fan of movies, they talk about B-Movies, exploitation stuff, uh, stuff all the way you know, from the 30s all the way up, to, and actually even stuff from the 20s, all the way up to uh, some of the more modern things. Uh, they don't really go too much farther past maybe than the 80s, uh, but primarily focuses on a lot of the uh, the B movies and stuff from the uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s, um, and a lot a lot too from the 30s. So if you're a big fan of movies like I am, go ahead give them a listen. Again, that's B Movie Cast. Uh, we had a review from Eric, and uh, he's our friend from over at the Handgun Podcast. So go ahead and give him a listen. Lots of good stuff over there. Second Amendment issues, uh, information on uh, firearms. As you guys know, I'm a pro-gun guy. Uh, you can also hear some more of my uh, fantastical musings over at Firearms Cafe, which is my other podcast that I do. And I haven't done as many shows over there lately. Um, you know, I, I've been focusing a little bit more on this one. So um, hopefully I'll be able to get over there and, and uh, maybe get some more of those shows out. Um, uh, although with the Christmas holidays coming up and everything, I don't know if I'll be uh, be putting too much out. I may do like a quick one. Anyway, um, other books that I've been reading. Uh, haven't been reading a lot lately. My wife actually got a book from the library called Lucy, which is about a um, a person that uh, the, the, the main character, and I can't remember the main character's name, but anyway, it's about a uh, uh, anthropologist or something like that, and they're out in the uh, out in the wilderness and then there's a um a civil war or something kind of erupts and she leaves and she goes to uh some friends of hers camp 
and everybody's been wiped out except there's this little girl and she thinks that little girl is one of her friend's daughters so they eventually end up getting out of there and comes to find out that the little girl is actually a hybrid she is part human and part uh, ape so she's got like ape dna in her uh, but it sounds like it's a real it's going to be a, a interesting read and I'll, I'll get back with you guys a little bit on that uh, speaking of other authors i'm still listening to uh, a lot of scott sigler's stuff right now he is sort of re-podcasting um, ancestor and, and what i mean by that is he had originally done a podcast way back when and then when he got a new publishing deal uh, they did some rewrites and changed some things around so this new podcast that he's doing is much more in line with the new book in fact it's you know it's word for word from the new book that he did um, so it's different than the old podcast that he did so um, I'd recommend go over ahead to uh, scottsigler.com or you can uh, all this stuff that I'm talking about you can just go to iTunes type that in uh, probably Zoom Marketplace, the same thing. I'm not real familiar with how Zoom works, but uh, let's see. TV shows. Oh, before I do that, let's talk a little bit about movies. Uh, I recently have watched um, uh, Faster with. I went to actually went actually to the movies and saw Faster with uh, Dwayne Johnson, who uh, was better known as The Rock from the wrestling thing. Man, that's it's just, it's a it's a fast-paced action movie. It's a revenge type movie. Um, you're not going to strain your brain cells on stuff, but it's it's done really well. Uh, I I like uh, Dwayne Johnson as an actor. I think he does a a, a good job. Um, and of course, you know he's such a he's a bigger guy, and uh, the role that he's playing in this is he comes off as a real intense kind of tough guy. So you really buy, uh, you know, what he's doing in this movie. Uh, but and it's got uh, uh, who else would you know? It's got Billy uh, Billy Bob Thornton in there, and then the lady who was in there who um, and he, Billy Bob Thornton plays a, a policeman, uh, and then there's another uh, uh, police officer, and I can't remember the actress's name who plays her. Um, but it's it's an interesting movie. It's well worth I think going to see. Now you, it's not a movie that you would have to see in the theater. I think it would be fine as a uh, like a Netflix or something like that. Um, speaking of Netflix, I have I recently watched um, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, uh, which is one of the old um, Hammer movies, and it uh, it had um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I can see his face. Uh, Christopher Lee. I wanted to say Peter Cushing, but it was Christopher Lee. Uh, and let's see what else did I recently watch that I thought was actually pretty good. Um, Let's see. What did I? What did I just watch just the other day? Oh, it was. Um, there's a couple ones that I wanted to talk about. One of them was called Valhalla Rising, and again, you can get this from Netflix. And it's it's a it's an oddball kind of Viking movie. Um, it's different than than what you think, and it it takes place. There's a guy who is who's basically being used he's kind of he's been uh as a slave to for fighting so he's kind of like uh like a gladiator style type thing and then the story kind of goes on from there but it was really different than what i thought it was going to be but i really liked it um so again that one's called valhalla rising and then i i uh got the other day i got one it's animated called planet hulk Ugh, excuse me planet hulk 
and some of you guys may think, oh, that's just a kid thing, but it was actually really good because what what they were talking about, and I listened to a little bit of the commentary, and what the people who kind of produced it and were and were running the show were saying is that since it's not basically made for television, it's not made for uh, to be part of a series, and it's not made necessarily for little kids. Uh, it had a PG-13 rating, uh, so they can be a little bit more. They can they can kind of develop the story more. Um, and and go in different directions than they that they wouldn't be able to go into if they were having to do it for TV or if they were having to follow certain things and it's based off of um, the comic book runs which I think are are uh, are called Planet Hulk I think um, I've or maybe it's World War Hulk I can't remember anyway you can find that stuff out on Google but I've read I've read parts of the comic. I haven't read the full graphic novel, and that's what I'd like to do. I'm going to see if I can't find it at the library, uh, and then check that out. But I thought it was really well done, uh, and part of it is because is that they treated they actually treated it with respect and treated it with you know a lot of times with with the superhero movies and things that you look at you can tell that if the director and the writers are kind of for lack of a better word sort of like true believers, so that they they have a love for the material and they want it to be a good, they want the material to come across really well and they're not just looking to, to turn a quick buck. Um, you know, that's when you get movies like The Second Hulk with Edward Norton. That's when you get um, some of the, the first couple of X-Men, which I thought were really good. Um, the, the first Spider-Man, second Spider-Man, kind of third, not so much. Uh, but when you get people that really like the material and want to present a good story it doesn't really matter necessarily what the subject matter is because you've got somebody that cares about it and wants to do and then they give a lot they give their all for it to go um, and that's kind of what i saw with the planet hulk thing it was it's a lot different than what you're going to expect but i really liked it um, and like i said i just I just finished up watching that dracula has risen from the grave and uh I really, you know, that's it's an old. I think that one is from sixty nine, seventy, sixty eight. I guess it is. I'm looking at here on the Netflix page. Uh, and uh, it was a fun. It was a fun little movie. Um, if you're if you're a fan of Hammer, it's a it's a nice one to see because you get to see Christopher Lee again. The story of it isn't isn't like super deep or anything like that. One thing that I did notice though. And I've noticed in kind of um, some of the older Hammer movies, and I've noticed them now more. Um, I don't know if you guys recall, but we had gotten kind of as an early Christmas present for ourselves. We'd saved up enough money and were able to get a, a bigger screen TV. And I notice a lot more details now on in the DVD and the background and things like that because it's such a bigger, it's, it's such a larger screen. And one thing I noticed about the Hammer stuff is is the degree of detail that they go into with the background stuff. Uh, so how they're, basically I guess you'd call it like the set decoration or the set dressing. But it was really neat. They had lots of really cool posters and things like that up there. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, there was one that, I guess that he's a, a relatively famous prisoner in England. I hadn't really heard about him. Uh, and his name, he, he's... 
the heck was his name? His real name, I think, was Michael Peterson, and I think maybe later he either legally had his name changed to Charlie Bronson uh, after, of course, Charles Bronson from Death Wish and and uh, all his string of movies and stuff that he had done. Uh, and I guess he was like kind of like a real... He wanted to be famous, and so he was kind of a problem prisoner. Um, and he's still, I guess, locked up today, and... It was a real kind of odd movie because it, it wasn't the typical thing of this is who this person is, this is how they got there, and this is kind of where they are now type thing, and this is you know the kind of the journey that took them there. Um, but it was more of a, almost like a, this is sort of the spirit of this guy or kind of the essence of this guy. So it was told in a really kind of oddball way. And uh, I... I, I didn't really care for it as much. Uh, I thought I would, you know, I, I would give it a try and see if I like. I thought I would like it probably a little bit more. Um, but you don't really learn a whole lot about the guy. You kind of, it, it's just an oddball style. It, 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 there's some kind of surrealistic parts to it. So I wouldn't really necessarily recommend that one. But um, uh, other than that, you know what? I think I'm kind of starting to ramble a little bit. Uh, but those are getting away with some of the movies that I've been watching. Um, oh, one more rambling, and then I'll go ahead and let you guys go. Now we'll call it we'll call it quits for today. I actually finished up watching Book of Eli, and I'm still kind of digesting that one. Um, there were parts of it that I really liked, parts of it that I thought, eh, you know, it kind of were kind of hokey. Um, but all in all, I think I would I would. I would I would recommend it maybe as a Netflix or or a Redbox or something like that. Um, I know of course it's out of the theaters, but uh, I would I definitely wouldn't spend maybe more than you know a couple of bucks on it or maybe wait till it comes on um, television. If you've got you know HBO or Showtime or something like that, it'll probably come on. It's on actually. That's right now where we saw it on. Um, so anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for today, my monkeys. You guys take care. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it.